0: As you watch this teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see Welcome to Home Group. My name is Rick Renner. I'm just sitting here having fun with Denise and Joel. We're picking up on what we were talking about last night. Is that a judgment? Is that an observation? Is that a suggestion? We are just having a blast because last night spurred so much conversation even between us. And so I know it made you think too. And we don't want to be judgmental, but in life, sometimes we're called to judge. There's a big difference between judging and being judgmental, but that was last night. Tonight, Denise is going to continue talking to us about forgiving, and it's going to really be good. But this week, every day in the regular TV broadcast, it is Denise on the program for the first time by herself because the programs are just so rich. Denise, thank you for that amazing teaching Thank you. And you look so good in all the programs this week. Thank Thanks. you. Thank you. For- but she's offering you this week her series called School of Cinderella, which is six parts. You're only getting five of them in the regular TV program. And they're the five that I chose because they just blessed me so much. But this is 16 parts. You should order this and listen to it and listen to it and listen to it and listen to it. You can get it at renner.org. And the study guide is free. If you can't order the series, and get the study guide. Please go get it. It's free. We put a lot of work into these study guides, and we want you to have them. And Denise's book called Who Stole Cinderella? The Art of Happily Ever After. This is such an amazing book. It'll deal with you. It'll deal with your relationships. And don't think that it's just about marriage, because really it's about communication. It's about communication, being better in all of your relationships. But if you're married, it will really help you in your marriage. So please order yours today by going online at renner.org or give us a call, and we're here to pray for you. We don't just add that as a cliche. We are really people of prayer. I pray for you in the morning. I'll pray for you tonight before I go to sleep. When I go to bed at night, when I lay my head on my pillow, I'm praying for you. And when we know how to pray for you better, We do a better job of praying. So send us an email or call us and let us know how to pray for you. But Joel, welcome to Home Group tonight. Thank you. And Home Group, we would like you to comment underneath the video. As you watch Home Group, tell us what you think. We really do read your comments. Like this video so more people can see it. We want as many people as possible to hear this wonderful teaching from the Word of God. Denise?
1: And I would say, please do that because... I have never done this. I have never been the leader of home group.
0: Hey, good <laughs> job. <laughs>
1: and, and Rick, I appreciate you so much um, having my programs on your program and having me share all these things on this home group. Well,
0: thank you. They have really been good, Denise.
1: Well, thank you. And, and what
0: about your YouTube channel?
1: Well, on my Facebook page, you can join me. Just go, go. Uh, click the blue button. It says "Visit Group," and on there are the sixteen uh, classes of what we're talking about right now. That's on Facebook. On Facebook.
0: Okay, I thought it was on YouTube.
1: No, it's on Facebook. Okay. And um, and honestly, I've had so many testimonies through the years. I've been teaching these classes more than a decade, and and I've seen divorces stopped. I've seen women become healthier and happier because they started learning how to respect their husband and how to build him up and not tear him down, how to forgive one another. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight is about forgiveness. And I call this class, I Thought I Reached My Forgiveness Quota. Did you ever think you You reached your forgiveness quota. Well, I did many years ago. And I think that the um, apostle Peter, he thought he reached the, the forgiveness quota because he said to Jesus, if I forgive seven times, is that enough? And of course, Jesus said, no, 70 times seven. So I think we have a lot to learn about forgiveness and also home group. I think you probably feel this also, but as pressures of this world, they get greater and greater and evil becomes more apparent in our eyes. I believe the Holy Spirit's raising the bar on our love level, on our forgiveness level, on our patience level, because it's going to take that for us to flourish in these last days. Well, turn with me to Acts chapter 7 and it's verses 54 through 60. And this is when uh, Stephen, the first martyr of the church, was uh, preaching to the Jews and he had preached and preached and preached to the Jews. And they got so mad that uh, they decided that they wanted to stone him. So they were getting ready to stone him. Bible says that they were gnashing at him at the, with their teeth. Uh, they, at,
0: that, they literally were biting him. They gnashed on him with their teeth. Can you imagine? They were so angry they were biting him. Okay.
1: I thought it just meant, you know, when you go.
0: <sighs> no, they were biting. It's really evil. Okay, let's go on. Oh,
1: it's awful. So uh, you can see how angry they were. Well, you know, God never leaves us and He's always there no matter what we're going through. And God did an amazing thing for Stephen at this moment of his suffering. And and he gave Stephen a vision. And Stephen says in verse 55, he says, um he being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And, and then Stephen, he's, it's so amazing to him. He says to them, look, he thinks they can see it too. He says, look, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God.
0: Can I interject something? That's the first time in scripture that we see Jesus standing at his throne. And Jesus was seated. But when the first martyr died for his faith, Jesus stood to attention. It's like he was saluting the first martyr of the church. Isn't that powerful?
1: I love it. I just love it. But they got even madder because he said that he saw God and Jesus standing at his right hand. And then it says they stopped their ears. What does that mean in the Greek? I don't know. Oh, well, I think what they did was (laughs) that, you know how if somebody, well, of course you have to be really crazy, but if somebody's saying something and you don't want to hear what you say and you go, I'm not going to listen to you. Well, I think that's what they did. And then it says they ran at him and in verse 58, and they cast him out of the city and they stoned him. And I know that the way they stoned uh, people at that time was they took them out of the city. They put them in a deep hole and then they would cast all these stones upon them. Of course, wanting to crush their skull, uh, puncture their skin, a terrible death. So now uh, Stephen is in this hole and they're ready to stone him. And the Bible says in verse 58, and the And the witnesses laid down their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul. Well, we know now that this young man was the future apostle Paul, but we didn't know that then. Uh, Saul didn't know that then. And definitely Stephen didn't know that then. And look at verse 59. And they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God and saying, Lord Jesus, Receive my spirit. So Stephen only has seconds left of breath in his lungs. I mean, he's already saying, Jesus, receive my spirit. But look what happens in the next verse. Verse 60. Then he knelt down and he cried out with a loud voice. Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Stephen, at that moment, he set free all of those people who were stoning him, yelling at him, cursing him, biting him, throwing stones at him. The future apostle Paul standing there, a man named Saul who was enjoying his death who enjoyed his blood, who enjoyed the screams of believers that were dying for their faith. That's who he was. And Stephen, in that moment, said, don't put this, Father, do not lay this at their charge. Well, we know by John chapter 20, That whose sins you forgive, they're forgiven. But whose sins you retain, they're retained. Well, Stephen, at that moment, he was forgiving all those people of that sin, of all that hate, of all that abuse, of stoning him, of killing him. He set them all free. And as I was studying this, Joel, I thought, okay, if Stephen had not, forgiven them would we have an apostle paul would we have two-thirds of the new testament uh, written by him inspired by the holy ghost would we well we don't know but we do know that we if we hold sin and guilt and condemnation on one another that it hampers and stops even stops uh somebody else for fulfilling what it is they're called to do many years ago i was teaching this forgiveness message and this woman came up to me and she said i want you to pray for my husband and i want you to pray that he'll change he's an alcoholic and i'm a minister of the gospel and he's not helping me i said well What's your attitude towards him? Well, he needs to change and he is affecting the effectiveness of my ministry. Well, she heard this message on forgiveness and God convicted her heart and she forgave her alcoholic husband. Well, you know what happened? She took that guilt and condemnation off of him. He could hear the Holy Spirit. He gave his life to Jesus and he joined her in the ministry. But you see her guilt and condemnation and resentment and bitterness. It was holding him in that place. That's the power of unforgiveness. But I want you to see the power power of unforgiveness. But I want you to see the power of forgiveness.
0: And what does forgiveness mean?
1: It means to let it go. Let it go. And you know, Rick, honestly, you might have to let it go over and over again because we're going to see in Matthew chapter 18 that uh, Jesus teaches on it. But I want to say this before we go to Matthew, that uh, in Luke chapter 23, yes, 23, 34, Jesus is on the cross, and um, and you know he's suffering, suffering, suffering. And you've heard messages, and you've read, and you've imagined, and maybe even saw the movie *The Passion*. And I know that that it didn't even touch what happened to Jesus, but
0: you mean the graphically? Yeah,
1: but it, but it was very graphic, and but Jesus is suffering, suffering, time to breathe. Carrying all the sins of mankind upon himself.
0: And sickness.
1: And sickness and disease and shame and guilt and bitterness. And in verse 34, he says, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. Well, if you'd been there and you would have seen those high priests and all those religious people, the soldiers, how they nailed his hands to the cross, their feet how he was struggling to breathe, how those religious people were saying, take yourself off of that cross. If, if he's your father, take yourself off of that cross. If we were standing there as witnesses.
0: Think how cruel they were. Oh, That's amazing.
1: It's amazing. If we were standing there as witnesses, we would have said, of course they know what they're doing. Of course. It's by their own decision." They made that decision to do that. And we would have said, they know what they're doing. But in God's eyes and through scripture, Jesus said, Father, they don't know what they're doing. And in studying this forgiveness message, and I told you on the last home group that because I experienced bitterness and forgiveness for quite a time. And it did so much damage in my own physical body that I want to share this message. And I do share it with passion. And I've studied this, and I see that aspect of God, how he looks at forgiveness. So through Stephen, we see that it's either, Father, don't lay this at their charge, or Jesus... Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And so we're called on, no matter what somebody's done to us, to forgive. Stephen took Jesus' example and, and where to take Jesus' example.
0: Denise, I just had a thought. If, you know, people say, well, you know, Jesus was Jesus. He was God in the flesh. And he was, but he was also man. What if Jesus had become bitter on the cross for what he, they were doing? He would have fouled up the whole act of redemption. And Jesus releasing them freed him so that he could do the work of redemption. He, he, he chose not to take the offense. Mm-hmm.
1: He gave himself completely.
0: One thing that has really helped me over years when people do something wrong to us, and we all we you all of us we all experience things with people and i don't know somehow god just enabled me to do this kind of like teflon somehow i've been able to say they don't mean that they don't know what they're doing if they knew what they were doing if they knew the hurt they were causing they wouldn't do that they're children of god they love the lord they would never want to inflict the pain that they're inflicting and denise you know somehow through the years that has enabled me We're just a slide off of me. It just hasn't stuck. And I think that sometimes you have to speak to yourself. Rather than say, oh, they're so against me. It's me. It's against me. I think sometimes you need to deflect and say, they don't know what they're doing. That They would never do that if they, they love the Lord. They're not in their right mind. If they were thinking right, they would not do what they're doing. And that keeps it from sticking to you. I just wanted to share that. That's been helpful to me. Well, already.
1: that's so wonderful, Rick, because that's what Jesus did.
0: It's exactly, that's exactly. I know that's what he did on the cross. He wasn't just forgiving them. He was making sure it didn't stick to him in that moment. That would have fouled up the whole thing.
1: That's so powerful. Well, Jesus teaches about forgiveness in chapter 18 of Matthew. Joel, did you have something you wanted to say? I do
0: not. I'm just listening.
1: Okay. In Matthew chapter 18, Jesus uh Teaches about forgiveness. And, and, uh, he, he says in verse 23, that there was a kingdom of heaven is like a certain King who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. Well, 10,000 talents, some scholars say was the equivalent of $269 million. So this is a huge debt, but As he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and that the payment was to be made. Verse 26, the servant therefore fell down before him saying, Master, have patience with me. I will pay you all. Verse 27, then the master of that servant was moved with compassion, released him and forgave him the debt. And that's what Jesus did for us. He was moved with compassion. We could not pay our debt of sin. No way could we pay our debt of sin. And he was moved with compassion and he paid our debt through Christ on the cross. And verse 28, but that servant, the one that had been forgiven so much, that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And he laid his hands on him and took him by the throat. And he said, you pay me what you owe me. And a 100 denarii was an equivalent of $20. Here he had been forgiven $269 million. And his fellow servant owes him $20. And he says, you pay me what you owe me. I think sometimes it sounds something like us, Rick. We've been forgiven so much. And then somebody does something that offends us. And we just want to put our hands around their neck and say, now you owe me. You hurt me. You stole from me. Well, it's true that they do owe you a debt. They do. It's true that we owed him a debt. But the only way that we were forgiven our debt, because we couldn't pay our debt, was that he paid it for us, that he forgave us our debt. And let it go. And the only way that those who sin against us can be free, they can't pay their debt. They can't pay their debt. You can't give them enough silent treatment. You can't make them feel guilty enough or condemned enough, or reject them from your presence, enough for them to pay to you what they owe you.
0: What you think they owe you. The
1: only way that they'll be free is that you forgive their debt. Just like you were forgiven the debt, we have to forgive others their debt. You know, the Lord's prayer says, and forgive us our debtors, as and you forgive us as we forgive our debtors. People, they say the Lord's Prayer all the time, but do we mean it? Do we exercise it? Do we really receive his forgiveness and give that same forgiveness to others? Jesus said, if you don't forgive, you won't be forgiven. Well, I want to give you a story, uh, a true story. Many years ago, um, I was in another country and I was doing a service and I started talking to the worship leader and uh, she told me that she was in her second marriage and this little, that was her husband over there and that was her little boy there and, and we really connected and I said, well, so how did you get past the wounds and the hurts of your first husband? She said, well, let me tell you my story. And she said, My first husband was an abusive alcoholic. He abused me. He abused my son. It caused mental problems on my son. She said, I wasn't saved at that time. I divorced him. Then I gave my life to Jesus. And I got filled the Holy Spirit. And I married this this man that I'm married to now. And she said, um, but I noticed that I was carrying the same things from my first marriage, the offense that I had in my heart, into my second marriage. I was starting to accuse my second husband of the things that and attitudes that I saw in my first husband. And she said, God, I've got to forgive. I've got to get past this. And so she was praying about this, seeking the Lord. And remember, when you draw close to the Lord, He always draws close to you. Well, they were, her and her second husband, they were moving apartments. She was cleaning her apartment and she had this big pile of trash and she was so excited. She's almost finished with this job of cleaning, but she looked over to the left and there was this little tiny piece of paper and she was getting ready to just, you know, with the broom, sweep it right over there. And the Holy Spirit said, do you see this huge pile of trash? Said yes. And do you see that little tiny piece of paper? Yes. Said the big pile of trash, that's the debt that you owed me for your sin. The tiny piece of paper, that's the debt that your ex husband owed you. She forgave him. God healed her son. Friends, Forgiveness opens the door to heaven in your home. Holding on to resentment and trying to keep somebody in their bad uh, ways, it's just holding them there with unforgiveness and bitterness. But forgiveness opens the door to heaven. It's so powerful. And we need to let each other go, just like Rick's been saying. Let it go. You might not feel it. it, it somebody may have offended you so terribly, it, and I'm sure it was. But you've been forgiven a debt, and now it's your time to forgive that debt.
0: Denise, we're out of time. I'm so sorry. This is so good. But I have to remind people because it's the last day we're offering. I know. Please get the series. It's just a continuation of what you're hearing. It will enrich your life. School of Cinderella, the free study guide, and be sure also to get the book, Who Stole Cinderella? These, these materials are marvelous. But Father, we thank you for this amazing week. In Jesus' name. Amen.
1: i got to invite you. I've got to invite you. Go to my Facebook page and, and just push the blue button that says visit the group and be a part of the School
0: of Cinderella. We'll see you on Monday. Bye-bye. If you enjoy that teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it.